Welcome to Challenging Silence, a podcast by Women's Health in Women's Hands Community Health Center. We are back again to have much needed discussions about topics related to female genital mutilation or cutting with survivors, advocates, and community members. We're your hosts, Tommy Lola and Sauda. Challenging Silence is brought to you by The Flourish Project, made possible through funding from Women in Gender Equality Canada. You can listen to this podcast series on all major podcast listening platforms and our website, flourishaccess.ca. Please note that this podcast covers topics of sensitive nature, including domestic abuse and violence. To ensure privacy and safety, some guests have chosen to remain anonymous. This podcast is age-appropriate for 16+. Welcome to another episode of Challenging Silence, where we discuss important topics and have meaningful conversations. Today, we will talk about why it's important to see things from different points of view when it comes to FGMC survivors. We encourage people to focus on the strengths of FGMC survivors while also looking at the serious harm and problems that can come from seeing them as victims. This is a topic we need to pay attention to because it's about the experiences, strengths, and efforts for change in the lives of those impacted by FGMC. And we will be presenting it through five main points. Addressing the experiences of survivors of female genital mutilation or cutting from different perspectives is crucial for several reasons. Number one, cultural sensitivity. FGMC is often deeply rooted in cultural practices, and understanding these nuances is essential to approach survivors with cultural sensitivity. Different communities may have varying beliefs, values, and reasons for practicing FGMC, and a one-size-fits-all approach may not be effective. Number 2. Trauma-Informed Care Survivors of FGMC have experienced physical and psychological trauma. Recognizing and understanding the individuality of their experiences helps in providing trauma-informed care. Trauma manifests differently in each person, and tailoring support to each survivor's unique needs is vital. Number three, human rights and dignity. Recognizing and respecting the human rights and dignity of survivors is fundamental. A diverse perspective helps ensure that interventions and support systems uphold these principles and avoid perpetuating harmful stereotypes or stigmatization. Number four, intersectionality. FGMC survivors may belong to diverse demographic groups, including different genders, ages, socioeconomic backgrounds, and educational levels. Considering intersectionality ensures that the unique challenges faced by individuals at the crossroads of multiple identities are acknowledged and addressed. Another point to note is that strength base is essential for promoting the well-being and empowerment of FGMC survivors. Number one, empowerment. Focusing on survivors' strengths help empower them by recognizing their resilience, courage, and coping mechanisms. 
This approach encourages survivors to take an active role in their healing process and reclaim control over their lives. Number two, culture competence. A strength-based approach involves understanding and appreciating the culture context of survivors. It acknowledges the strength derived from culture identity and community ties, enabling them more effective interventions that align with survivors' values and beliefs. Number three, building resilience. Recognizing and building upon the strengths of survivors contributes to their resilience. This can include emphasizing their skills, talents, and support systems that existed before and after the traumatic experience, fostering a sense of agency and self-efficacy. Number four, holistic well-being. Instead of solely focusing on the negative aspects of the survivor's experience, a strength-based approach considers the whole person. This includes their skills, aspirations, and potential for growth, promoting a more holistic and positive outlook on their well-being. In summary, considering different perspectives and adopting a strength-based approach is vital for providing comprehensive and cultural competent support to FGMC survivors. It helps empower survivors, respect their individuality, and promote healing in a way that aligns with their unique strengths and resources. Next, we want to highlight that maintaining a victim mindset when addressing FGMC survivors can pose several challenges and potential harms. Number one, stigmatization and labeling. Continuously referring to FGMC survivors as victims can contribute to their stigmatization. The term victim may reinforce negative stereotypes, perpetuate a sense of helplessness and hinder their ability to be seen as individuals with agency and resilience. 2. Psychological Impact Adopting a victim mindset may contribute to a sense of disempowerment and dependency. It can impact their survivor's self-esteem, mental health, and hinder their ability to overcome the trauma associated with FGMC. Number 3. Community relationships that solely emphasizes victimhood may create tension between FGMC survivors and their communities. This can lead to isolation and further stigmatization, hindering the survivor's ability to access support from their community. Number four, barriers to empowerment. A victim mindset might discourage survivors from recognizing their own strengths, coping mechanisms, and resilience. It may impede efforts to empower survivors to take an active role in their healing process and reclaim control over their lives. Here are the steps you take to avoid these negative effects and promote a more empowering and inclusive approach. Number one, empowerment language. Use language that acknowledges the survivor's agency and strength, such as survivor or woman affected by FGMC, are more empowering and affirming recognizing that individuals can overcome adversity and play an effective role in their healing. Number two, individualized approach. Recognize that survivors have diverse perspectives and reactions to their experiences. Allow survivors to define their own narratives and choose the terms that resonate with them. This approach respects their autonomy and acknowledges the complexity of their experiences. Number three, based approach. Highlight the resilience, courage, and coping mechanisms of FGMC survivors. Emphasize their strengths, skills, and the positive aspects of their identity, promoting a narrative of empowerment rather than victimizing. Number four, 
culture competence. Be cultural sensitive and aware of the diverse views within effective communities. Recognize that attitudes towards FGMC may vary and adopting a one-size-fits-all approach can perpetuate stereotypes and contribute to the marginalization of certain perspectives. Number five, trauma-informed care. Provide support that recognizes the trauma associated with FGMC while also focusing on the survivor's capacity for healing and growth. Trauma-informed care emphasizes the safety, trust, collaboration, and empowerment. By adopting a language and approach that respects the agency and resilience of FGMC survivors, we can contribute to more supportive and inclusive environment that encourages empowerment, healing, and positive growth. Focusing on the strengths, resilience, and efforts for change in the lives of those impacted by female genital mutilation or cutting can have a meaningful impact on global efforts to combat and eradicate this harmful practice in several ways. Number one, community engagement. Recognizing and diverging the strengths within affected communities fosters a sense of ownership and agency. Engaging communities in discussions and initiatives empowers them to take a leading role in driving change. Number two, positive role models. Highlighting the stories of individuals who have successfully resisted or overcome FGMC can serve as positive role models. These narratives can challenge harmful social norms and inspire others to question and reject the practice. Number three, preserving cultural identity. Emphasizing strengths and resilience doesn't mean undermining cultural identities. Instead, it involves promoting cultural practices and values that don't involve harm. This approach is more likely to be accepted and sustainable within communities. Number four, positive messaging. Educational campaigns that focus on strengths and resilience can be more effective than fear-based approaches. Positive messaging encourages open dialogue fosters understanding, and creates a space for individuals to question and reject harmful practices. Number five, strengths-based advocacy. Advocacy efforts that emphasize the strength and resilience of affected individuals can build a more compelling case for policy changes. This approach can help policymakers understand the need for supportive measures and legal frameworks to protect individuals from FGMC. Number six, Holistic healing. Recognizing and addressing the trauma associated with FGMC while emphasizing strengths and resilience contributes to a holistic approach to healing. This approach acknowledges the emotional well being of survivors and supports their overall recovery. Number seven, sharing success stories. International organizations and NGOs can contribute to global effects by sharing success stories and best practices from different regions. This sharing of positive experience can inspire cross-cultural collaboration and learning. Number eight, inclusive research. Conducting research that acknowledges the strength and resilience of affected communities provides a more comprehensive understanding of the factors influencing FGMC. Inclusive research can inform targeted interventions that build on existing strengths. Number nine, empowering the next generation. Focusing on the strengths and the resilience of young people within affected communities can be a powerful strategy. 
Empowering youth with education, skills, and positive alternatives can shape their attitudes and contribute to breaking the cycle of FGMC. Number 10. Positive Narratives Media campaigns that portray positive narratives, highlighting the strengths and resilience of individuals and communities, can influence public perceptions and contribute to changing societal attitudes towards FGMC. In summary, a strength-based approach in addressing FGMC contributes to more effective, culturally sensitive, and sustainable efforts to combat and eradicate the practice by recognizing and building on the strengths within communities. We can foster positive change and empower individuals to reject harmful traditions. We embarked on a journey to explore the complex but critical topic of FGMC survivors' perspectives. We also encourage adopting a strength-based approach, highlighting the resilience and empowerment that can emerge from within FGMC survivors. Simultaneously, we delved into the significant harm and challenges that arise from perpetrating a victim mindset. The discussion revealed that seeing things from multiple angles is vital in addressing FGMC, as it offers us a deeper understanding of the experiences, strengths, and aspirations of those impacted. This understanding is pivotal in shaping our efforts for change and supporting the well-being of FGMC survivors. As we wrap up this episode, we hope it has shed light on the importance of empathy, compassion, and advocacy in the lives of those affected by FGMC. Remember, change begins with understanding and through our collective efforts, we can contribute to a world where the experiences and strengths of FGMC survivors are acknowledged and celebrated.